Welcome to the House of Style podcast, a conversation series where we talk to prominent Australian interiors figures about their design journey, what inspires them and where they're headed. This is a deep dive into their past, present and futures, discussing what it takes to become an iconic figure in today's interiors landscape. With our background as style editors, we've crossed paths with some incredible furniture and homewares brands, designers, artists and makers. This is our way to share their inspiring stories with you, the listener. I'm interior stylist Kerri-Ann Jones. And I'm interior designer Jono Fleming. And welcome to the House of Style. And we're back. Welcome back to the House of Style. Yes, part two of our bonus episodes. And today's guest is one of the most talented stylists in the country, I'd say. None other than our very own Kerri-Ann Jones. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, it's my turn to be under the spotlight now. Yeah, and I learned quite a lot about you from our chat. You had a whole other career before becoming a stylist. Yeah, I did. Yes, there was definitely a big pivot in my story. Something we've seen a, you know, a few times with a few previous guests as well. Yeah, we are big fans of a pivot here at the House of Style. And I think what's so inspiring is how hard you've worked to get where you are. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I find that hard work is definitely the key to success in this industry, that's for sure. And stick around to the very end where you have a very special announcement about your next project. Yes, I do. It's very exciting. I can't wait to share it with everyone. Okay, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. Today on The House of Style, interior stylist, Carrie ann Jones. Carrie-Anne, I'm very excited because I don't know a whole lot about your life before your styling career. So let's take it back to the beginning. Tell me a bit about your childhood. Awesome. All right. Well, I grew up in Alfords Point, which is southwest in Sydney. And it was where I lived was suburban, but it was surrounded by bushland. So Lots of adventures down the gully, mm. you know, bush adventures down the fire trail with friends and that sort of outdoorsy kind of growing up. And yeah. I was also very creative. I loved to do art and make things and I loved to dance as well. Yeah, I was dancing, you know, through my childhood. So in, in high school, I went to a local Christian high school um, for the first two years. But then I heard about this performing arts high school. Mm. At McDonough College, and so I applied and I got a scholarship for ballet. A scholarship? Yeah, it was yeah for for dance. So it was a it was an awesome school. It was really creative. It was you know for a for a private school, it was very relaxed and loose. Mm. The teachers we would call them by their first names. You know there was no rules with like you wore a uniform, but it was very relaxed. <laughs> we used to go. You know my friend lived across the road, so we'd go over there for lunch and and watch the bold and the beautiful at lunchtime and come back for <laughs> class. <laughs> Amazing. You know, it was, yeah, <laughs> it was very chilled. It was really cool, and you know a lot of the people that went there have now gone on to do incredible things, like you know being Hollywood being, you know, perform on Broadway, wow. dance in, you know, different ballet companies around the world. They've all, all done incredible things. So it was, it was amazing place to, 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 you know, have my high school years. And I did like lots of art subjects there. Um, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't very academic, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I did all the art subjects. But when I left, I just didn't know what I wanted to do because I didn't really want to perform. I just, I really mm. enjoyed dance, but I didn't want to be a performer. I didn't want to do it as a career and take it 
that seriously because it requires an incredible amount of dedication. You know, you get injuries, all that sort of thing. And so just that's just not what I wanted to do. I just did it because I loved it. Isn't that interesting that both of us had these really creative outlets and took it all the way to the end of high school and then that was it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I know my, my parents put every penny they had into our education, my, my brother and I, our education. You know, I went to performing arts high school. He went to the Institute of Music for drumming, um, but neither of us pursued it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum and dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after that, um, my best friend actually, she was like, why don't you do this marketing course? It's, you know, focused towards the entertainment industry. That was a diploma course. So I did that for a year and that was amazing. That sort of gave you a taste for marketing in different parts of the entertainment industry. So the music Mm. industry, even in sports, television, all that sort of thing. Um, And part of that course was an internship. And so growing up, actually, I lived next door to Steve Waugh. Oh, no way. uh, He was the Australian (laughs) cricket Captain, yeah. And he was at the peak of his career and him and his wife, Lynette, are really dear family friends. And Steve would sort of always encourage me. He's like, why don't you just go and, you know, do some work experience, you know, with my managers? And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. So so I went and did my internship there at Duet Entertainment with Harley Metcalf and Robert Josky. So Harley was Elton John's tour manager back in the 80s. Yeah, so he and he also toured some other like big bands like Kiss and, you know, he also manages, still does, um, manage Barry Humphreys. Oh, wow. Um, and Robert was, yeah, Robert was an ex-army major. He was a sniper <laughs> in the army. <laughs> so he was, he had that very, um, stru- he had the structure and, you know, you didn't want to mess with him, but he was also like a child as well. He was very playful. <laughs> and so it was, re- it was a really fun place to work. I learned so much there. While I was there, Barry Humphreys was doing a tour. Um, a stage show. So I was the production assistant on that. Wow. Um, yeah. And also they they managed, you know, sports stars. They managed like TV personalities like Richard Wilkins and Sammy Lucas. They also had a ballroom dancing show that they toured. So they do- toured a lot of theatrical shows. And it was just lots of fun. It was really cool. Mm. Um, I actually put on an event for Coca-Cola while I was there. They were like just handing me over the reins. I was like, oh, this is scary. But I did it. (laughs) Um, Did you have any idea, were things coming clearer? Were you like, oh, I can see a good direction in where I want to head? Or was it still just, I'll do a bit of this, I'll do a bit of that? Yeah, I I knew sort of by that stage, I really wanted to work in the music industry. That The course that I was... um, that I was doing the diploma course, it was very much geared towards the music industry I found. And I just really enjoyed that, that side learning about, you know, the record industry, um, managing artists, all that sort of thing, the business side. So that I really became quite interested in that and just a music, yeah, music business in general. So I applied for lots of jobs, like, you know, got knocked back because I was so young and very inexperienced. (laughs) But I did finally get a job at a company called Big Bang and Fuzz that was owned by um, my now husband, Andrew. (laughs) Big Bang and Fuzz was a production music publisher. So we would provide music for TV shows and commercials for like any sort of production company or TV station from New Zealand to the Middle East, basically. Right. And yeah, so I did that for nine years. Um, wow. Wow. Nine years. And yeah. That's worked a, my that's way a up. long time. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Like I loved it. I, 
I love that job so much. I, I worked, you know, from, I started out as just the admin manager and worked up to music director. Yeah. And it was a lot, it was a lot of responsibility. It was very fast paced because in TV they need it there and then because it's going to go to air, you know, yeah. it could be go to air in an hour really. So they need it. They need music very quick. So you have to know, like we had a very big catalog of at least 500,000 tracks of music all over the world. And (laughs) yeah, so I had to become familiar with that, all those catalogs. And, you know, if like a TV show, like The Voice is like, okay, we need some emotional piano music that builds to crescendo and it's, you know, uplifting. So I'd find all those tracks that, that had that feel and I'd send it over to them as a playlist. Wow. So, yeah, I did I did that for a very long time. That was really fun. But throughout that time actually, I I bought an apartment probably I was 21 actually. And I bought an apartment with my boyfriend at the time. It was a tiny little apartment in Coogee and and it needed renovating really badly. Um, we could barely afford it, but we just really wanted to buy our own place. And that's sort of where my love affair of interiors and mm. decorating came from, was just from wanting, from renovating my own place. So I just sort of became engrossed in Interior Max. Wow. Um, yes. <laughs> that's sort of where my passion started, was just from renovating, wanting to renovate my own home. So I went up to, there, was, there used to be this bookstore in Bondi Junction called Borders Books. Oh, yeah. And I would go up yeah. there every weekend and they had a coffee shop there and I'd just um, get a coffee and I'd just sit sort of in their little reading area just flipping through all the interior mags, getting inspiration. I didn't buy them because I couldn't afford them. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was trying, I was on a tiny music industry wage and trying to save to renovate. So I just like get ideas and just feel inspired really. Like I could never even afford the ideas that I was looking at, but it just felt nice to be inspired. And also like Borders had all those awesome international ones and international bags. Yes. I loved like living, et cetera, like and El Decor. Yes. I just got lost in them. (laughs) I just love them so much. I'd always get disappointed if I went up there and there wasn't a new magazine. It was like, it was Uh devastating. (laughs) I was like, okay, I've got to wait for next week. Name put some more. Fast forward, probably when I was about 28, I got engaged to my hubby, my now hubby, Andrew, who owns, who owned BBF. And um, I just felt like I had sort of reached the point in my career. I couldn't really go any further. Like I... Mm. I had done everything that I that I possibly could um, working in, you know, that role in the music industry and I loved it so much but I sort of felt like I needed a break and I needed to have a bit of a pivot. Mm. So I, um, I studied interior styling um, and then I started assisting. I, I asked at Real Living to assist their stylist, um, Sarah Ellison, and also Jackie Brown. Oh, yeah. Jackie's a very dear friend still to this day. And yes, yeah, so I assist, I, you know, I did assisting work for free for a while and did that in between like, working, you know, my job at BBF. You yeah. know, I'd have to like do playlists in between picking up things for stylists. And <laughs> oh, my God. <gosh. laughs> it was a bit crazy there at one stage. And then I decided. Like eventually I was like, no, I'm going to commit to this. So I left BBF, which was a big deal because, you know, I did that with with my partner, but I just, 
And you're also at the height of your career there. You're making probably good money. Yeah. And then you're like, cool, I'm going to stop and go work for free and go and pick up furniture and pretty much pretty much yeah Yeah. (laughs) no I felt what I loved was learning something new like Mm. even though I was you know unpacking boxes or whatever being on set I just I was learning so much and I loved I just loved being at the bottom again like I love to um just completely immerse myself in something new rather than being at that point, you know, I was sort of at the height of my music industry career and I, you know, maybe I could have gone further within that, but I kind of, I was also managing a team as well of like eight, about eight staff members. And I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I don't, I don't want to manage people. (laughs) I just, you know, I just want to have a creative career. And that's what I loved about assisting was just, I was immersing myself in this new creative world and Mm. learning so much. I loved it. So I did that for about a year. And then the team at Real Living, I got to know them and the editor, Deb Bibby, lovely Deb. Um, She really took a chance on me. She, they were starting this new magazine called Homes Plus and it was like a sister mag to Real Living. It, um, it was like more of a DIY kind of mag and they, you know, they, they were doing like a um, sort of a test mag to, to show their publisher. And so they got me to do some test shoots and they, they really liked what I did. So then I became the stylist for that mag. You did some um, beautiful work for Homes Plus. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think it's that thing where that mag, the demographic isn't as high end, but it was that thing of like, no. how can you make these shoots look inspirational, affordable things. Like that's a skill. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Deb really, she really challenged stylists. So whenever a new stylist would start out, she would always make someone start with a DIY project Mm. um, shoot. So in real living, it was the handy woman shoot. Um, But yeah, for Homes Plus, she that's sort of, she puts you in the deep end. So she not only made stylists, you know, make the DIY projects, but then you'd also have to style it really beautifully. Mm. So that was like a real challenge. And if you could pull that off, then, you know, you could kind of go to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. So, <laughs> so yeah, I did that for about nine months and then um, I was pregnant um, with my first, my first child, Poppy. Um, so after nine months I had her and then I came back around six months after, like just a little bit, not just sort of my toe in to see how I could do this with a baby. Um, and it was, you know, I had a lot of time to like scroll, scroll through Instagram and I'd find all these beautiful homes and I really wanted to do like style house story features Mm. because I'd done so many DIY projects and I'll, I'll be honest, like, I really don't like doing DIY projects. I'm the stylist. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm really not that handy at all. Um, and I just wanted to style house story shoots and write house stories as well. And I found this really um, beautiful home in Jarara um, down the South coast. Oh yeah. And it, it was like this beautiful, all white rustic, um, house of this um tanika who is a weaver she makes these incredible um weaves and um so we drove down there sorry we i say marie homer 
and uh, I. Yeah, um, homie. Homie, our homie. <laughs> um, and we did this amazing, beautiful shoot. And then I pitched it to Real Living. I pitched it to Deb and she like loved it in a second. She's like, yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> I've sold my first house story. So I wrote the story and yeah, and submitted it and then it was published and that was just really exciting. And it was that was the first of many for me and, and Marie and I ended up starting a business doing that, hmm. finding beautiful homes and shooting them. And then I, you know, I'd style it and write it. So where, where were you, um, and where really were you finding these homes? Mostly Instagram, right? Instagram. And then also word of mouth blogs. It's funny. Cause sometimes when I, I would spend hours looking and then I'd find nothing. And then sometimes there would just literally fall in my lap. So it was never any kind of real strategy that worked. It just, yeah. Sometimes I just had to stop looking and I knew it would come. Mm. So yeah, that like we did, I did that for a few years with Marie. And then I also, um, and Marie's been amazing. She's been my mentor definitely throughout the years. She's taught me so much, you know, just every time I work with her, I feel like I learn something new and she's really taken me under her wing. She's also just like one of the nicest people in the industry. She is. She's amazing. And she's like, you know, whenever I'm, got an issue I call her and she just really keeps it real with me she's like you know don't worry get over it move on yes. <laughs> you're better than that <laughs> she really straight talks with me I'm like, okay yeah <laughs> I love her for that she's been amazing really just yeah such a great mentor yes yeah, so I did that for a few years and then I got um an agent I worked with union mm. management they looked after me for a few years and that sort of got me more advertising work so I did some work with Sheridan and also David Jones and a few other big brands. So that was awesome. That really opened a lot of doors and they were really lovely. And yeah, and then my I had my second child, Ari, my son. Yeah. And he was six months old. And then my dream job popped and I was like, oh, I've got a six-month-old and this is my dream job. You know, the, the style editor at Real Living um, Sarah Ellison had moved to Byron and starting her her brand, her furniture brand, and so the role was open. And I just, I actually didn't apply till like the last day because oh. I just didn't think that I was good enough. I just that's thought, crazy. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know. They've probably got someone in mind already. So I spoke with the creative director there, Sandy. I met with her and I was like hey, do you think I'd even be considered for this? She's like, yeah, we're surprised that you haven't applied already. She's like, <laughs> get your resume together. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, They're I, just sitting honestly, there waiting. Really <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And so I did. And then I went for the interview with, so Deb had left and Emma Vigen was the editor there. And so anyone had sort of got to the second round, they, what they had to do is put together three mood boards and they oh. had two weeks to do it, like a cover, a cover pitch, basically. And you've um, got a six-month-old as well. Yeah. Just so I, so Emma really kind of um, wanted to just push it to the next level, and she's like, "Okay, we'll maybe do three to four. And do you think you could do it by next week? So I had a week, <laughs> and I had to put four four concepts together. Oh my gosh. And I also had a shoot over the weekend. I was doing a shoot as well. So, and I not mean, sleeping, obviously, six months old. <laughs> I mean, a week to throw a shoot, a couple of 
concepts together now, you look at it and you go, yeah, it's a week. There's so much luxury of time, but. <laughs> and then I walked out of the interview and I was like, I don't, I don't know if she liked that or, oh gosh, I think I'm really blown this like I've screwed it and I didn't think I got the job and then and then I got a phone call I think a few days later saying I I got the job and I was just so shocked I was just like what really (laughs) and then I I remember getting off the phone just bawling into like bursting out in tears going how the hell am I going to do this yeah (laughs) with Uh... a six-month-old and a two-year-old oh geez (laughs) yeah so it was kind of like you know what this is such an amazing opportunity. It doesn't come up very often. Mm. You just got to suck up your circumstances and just do it. You know, that's yeah. sort of how I felt. You know, this is not going to come around again. So that's what I did. I just, you know, there was lots of nights where I pretty much, I pretty much spent the first year not getting very much sleep at all oh. because that's what happens with kids. Um, well, it's already a very just, you know, high to- pressure job, let alone a six-month-old and a two-year-old yeah. on top of it. I know. So I did it um, and it was it was like the first cover I did. I'm like, okay, I I think I nailed that. Yep. Mm. And that was that was sort of on location. The, the home was beautiful. So, um, you know, it really spoke, you know, for itself. Um, but then the next shoot was a cover shoot in studio. So I had to build the set from scratch and we were supposed to be working with a flooring sponsor and they had pulled out a few oh. days earlier. And I thought I was still getting the flooring for some reason and didn't. So I remember I had to go pick up a pallet an hour and a half away of tiles, put it in my van, then drive to the, like, I had to think I got up at like 4.30, you know, it was like feeding the kids, putting them to bed or whatever. Went and picked up this pallet at 6 yeah. 6am, then take it to the studio, stuck in traffic. <laughs> oh my <laughs> it was gosh. just like, okay, this is full on. This job is going to be full on. But I also want to um, let everyone know was- that in addition to being a superstar <laughs> stylist and a super mum, Carrie Ann is like the ultimate stylist because she drives this amazing little van around town. <laughs> it's so cute, <laughs> but it fits everything. And it's the ultimate stylist car where I don't know if, You've even seen the floor of the van for a while, but it's what every stylist no, dreams of driving. It's this little van. <laughs> so, like, you are just, you're committed. You are 100% committed to the job. <laughs> I am committed to this job, that's for sure. Well, I think my husband was like, you need a van because we've got two baby seats and you keep destroying our car. <laughs> um, and I was like, no, I don't want a van. That's so not chic. I don't want it. <laughs> It's so not cool. And and now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I have my van. <laughs> I yeah, just absolutely. chucked everything in there. I was like, maybe you should get your logo on the side. I was like, no way, because I'm such a bad driver. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I'll get reported. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I think that sort of situation really shows how you got to think on your feet as a stylist. The amount of times yeah, where you're sitting there before a shoot and the, the, chair, the hero chair doesn't turn up. The hero piece doesn't turn What do you do? Well, that's happened to me. I, I had one, yeah, I had one shoot for real living. It was this beautiful Scandi room and I was like, you know, really proud of the, the space that I created. I feel like I'd really improved as a stylist, but the artwork didn't arrive. It, mm. Like I had the frame, but no art. And I was like, there, this room just doesn't look good without the art. Like it needs it. So I was like, what do I do? What do I do? So I contacted them like, can you please send me the digital file? 
I'll go get it printed at Office Works around the corner. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't really want to give away the farm. Like, please, I'll just, I'll dump it. Like, I'll trash I'll it after. Like, I've got no interest. <laughs> just, yeah, I've got no interest in this file other than to get it printed so I can shoot this and move on. So they did and ran up to Office Works, got it printed, put it in the frame. And, you know, we got around it. So you do, I think the biggest part of our job is problem solving um, Mm. because there's always something that doesn't turn up or the way you imagine something doesn't work in the space. So you can't, you know, let it get you down. You just have to work on a solution. I actually have another example of that, funny enough. Um, (laughs) I I did a a shoot with um, Pablo Viega about a year ago and it was in this Newtown Terrace and we got there and most of the furniture that were in the recce shots weren't there. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, this place is literally empty. What are we going to do? And that was the one point where I was like, I, I think we're going to cancel this shoot. And he's like, no, we're here. Let's just, you know, figure it out. I was like, okay, Globe West pulled yeah. through for me. They were, they, they were, I was like, I'm in this predicament. I need some dining chairs. I need a sideboard. Can I come and borrow it, you know, today? And they're like, yep, no worries. Mm. And so... I did that, got the shoot done. I was like, gosh, I really just hope someone takes it. Like somebody, yeah. I hope someone publishes it. And then Inside Out took it and it ended up being the cover a few months ago. Amazing. So I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you've done some pretty but, epic shoots in your time. Like I, I was always so jealous of your real living shoots because you did some huge oh. location shoots for the covers. Yeah. Back in yes, the day? we did. I think one of my favourites was the. F- I did one for the September cover and it was all florals. The brief was F off florals. <laughs> so basically <laughs> go, go nuts with, with florals. So I, I got um, a florist in um, Emily from Boutier Girls. She did an amazing job and just um, we just went to town with flowers and it was, it was gorgeous. We were in this beautiful location. So fun fact about that house... I used to go to that house because the guy that lived there was one of my mates from high school. Um, oh, really? Yeah. He has a studio upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, um, that house is incredible. It it's is just incredible. full of French antiques. Yeah. And the homeowner, Kim, she is just beautiful and so lovely and she's an incredible interior designer and she's just really curated such a beautiful home. Mm. Um and it's just magical. So many people shoot there, but really recreate it in different yeah. ways. It's nice to you can, you know, as a stylist, I can you know recognize the house, but I, I love to see how people have reshot it in different ways. That, that spring cover shoot though was heavenly. Thank you. Yeah, it was. It was a massive, massive shoot to pull together. They usually all are. Yeah, they always <laughs> <cover> are, <shoots. laughs> especially you know, and set builds as well, having to, you know, build something from scratch and you've got to do mm. so many shots, three room shots, details, all sorts of stuff, and then pull it down and pack it up. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and then, you know, there was lots of changes going on. Yes. You know, your, your magazine that you worked at Inside Out got, got bought. Yeah, and then there was lots of changes after that, lots of redundancies, lots of cost-cutting, um, downsizing teams, you know, yeah. one, one small team to run several magazines. And so yep. <laughs> I was a product of that. I, 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 um, I became redundant, but I think, you know, and I was upset at the time, but yeah. I now see that it was 
probably the best thing that could have happened in mm. hindsight. You know, my best friend, she was like, you know, this is, this is meant to be like, don't be upset about it. Trust me. This, this is meant to be. And I couldn't see it at the time. I was like, what are you yeah. talking about? You know, this is, this was my dream job. And like, turns out she was so right. Life has only gotten better since I left. <laughs> it was amazing when I was there during that time. Yeah. And the, yeah. and the work you did while you were there is incredible work. And it's also, it's, kind of work you'll never get to do again in that sort of style but it is like it's such a beautiful moment yeah. and you sort of accomplish all you can and then you move on to the next thing and it is going to yeah. be a bigger and better and different thing but it yeah. is, it's scary it's scary to be in that situation yeah it is scary but I, I'm so grateful for my time there I learned so much and the team is really talented and really hard working and lovely to work with and because of, you know, because I had that opportunity there, I feel like it really gave me the confidence to, to go out on my own, to be freelance, um, to not second guess myself like before when I, you know, before I was freelancing, before I took that role, I was, you know, really second guessing myself. Is this good enough? You know, that's why I, did, I was so uncertain to apply for the job because I didn't know if I was good enough. So it was nice leaving that going, okay, I can do this. Like if I can do my set builds, cover shoots that sell magazines, you know, then I can, I can take the next step in my journey. Yeah. So, and then pretty much I left, I left the mag and then the next day my agent called and said, do you want to shoot Camilla's house from Camilla and Mark and for, for InStyle US? Oh. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. Got nothing on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One door closes, another opens. And I felt like that was the sign for me. Mm. You know, it was sort of like, I would never have had that opportunity if I was still at the magazine. More opportunities like that just have kept popping up. It's Amazing. Been awesome. So freelance. just a casual nine years in the music industry, then becoming style editor of one of the biggest magazines. Casual, but also very wild. <laughs> I, I, <bet. laughs> I feel like there's a lot of stories that we haven't covered in those days. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a, maybe there's aren't going to be on the podcast. a few trips to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that all takes us to the present where you're freelancing now. And I feel like you are busier than you ever have been. Oh gosh, yeah, I know. Like this last year has just been absolutely flat out. It's been amazing. I've been so lucky, you know, because it's always scary when you go freelance. You're like, am mm. I going to get any work? Because you know, um, but I do believe that you have to try and create your own opportunities, yeah. and then they the work will come. So you know, that's sort of. Back to, you know, when I started that business with Marie, I wasn't getting a whole lot of shoots from magazines. And so I was like, well, I've got to create this work for myself. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, I went out and found these beautiful homes and shot them with Marie and then we got them published. And I still do that. We still do that. And I do that with other photographers as well. And I think from, you know, doing your own shoots and doing test shoots and fun shoots with, with friends, that people see your work when you put it out on Instagram and then they yeah. want to work with you. And, and also, you know, I've reached, when I left Real Living, I reached out to a few brands that I really wanted to work with and said, hey, mm. you know, I've left, I'm available. And that's how I worked with, with Globe West on their campaign. Amazing. And, yeah, and it's just, you know, I think you've just, you've got to let people know that you're, that you'd love to work with them and, then, and also be with people and brands that you align with as well. Yeah. 
I no, that's, that um, is so important. And, and I think a lot yeah. of people go, where do you get work? Like people ask us all the time, how do you get work as a freelancer? I think that's a really great place to start. Contact a brand, maybe a smaller brand that you can see that they need a bit of styling help even. Yeah. Contact them and go, yeah. hey, I'll offer you a really good rate. I'll bring a photographer. Let's do a shoot for you. you if you don't ask, you never know. Exactly. If you don't, and the worst they're going to say is no, or the yeah. worst they're going to say is, is not respond, like whatever, yeah. let's move on, you know? Totally. Um, so I, I did a lot of reaching out and, and, and yeah, and then the, those opportunities have come. And now what I love about being freelance is the flexibility of being able to balance family life and, you know, being home for my kids more mm. and being my own boss and not having to report to anybody, yeah. no office politics, <laughs> um, <laughs> working for who I want, when I want, you know, all of that. That's what I love about it. Um, mm. And just getting to collaborate with friends like you. Yeah. Like we couldn't have done this podcast. Absolutely um, not. If we were still at the mags because they weren't interested in doing it. So, yeah. So I did a lot of that last year. And then, yeah, you you left the mag about six months after me. And then I was like, Let's start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, it was as simple as that. We talked about it in yeah. my chat. But yeah, it was honestly a phone call as simple as that of me kind of freaking out and you going, let's do this together. Yeah, let's have some fun. And I also, you know, I think being a freelancer, you, you want to build a community of, you know, of people that you know like-minded people creatives I guess Mm. and a support network that you can lean on Um, I think that's really important because I know when I was starting out in those first few years um, you know and there's that that, all that self-doubt that I talked about when you have a network of people who you can trust and um, you know go hey you know what do you think should I charge this much for this or or how do I handle this situation you know it's nice to be able to lean on each other and that's sort of you know I think the nice thing you know we've been able to continue our friendship through the podcast and also build so many other friendships through it as well and just and and help our friends in the industry you know like like I was saying Jackie Brown has been an amazing friend to me um, and Marie you know they've been my support network and I think it's just it's nice to share the love Mm. um, and I love that's what we're that we're doing yeah it's been Um, fun building a nice (laughs) Yeah, building this nice community and getting so much nice feedback from people has just been really motivating to keep it going. Like, I just love it. Yeah, well, we'll keep going. <laughs> I honestly going. never thought I would say I'm a, I was going to be a podcast host. No. Like that, that I never thought I would have on my CV. <laughs> no, uh, it's and that's the thing. Like, it has opened up a lot of opportunities for other brands and for us as well. Like, I think yeah. the takeaway from all of it is, and, and we said it, in my chat as well like just give a go give it a go and I love that what I really love is that you saw brands you want to work with you see something you want to do you just ask because yeah so scared there's no there's no secret handshake we have because we worked at magazines it is still the same industry you just got to ask yeah and I think you know if anyone sort of like when I was even starting out I would do test shoots with sort of up and coming photographers as well and just mm. test out my skills like doing flat lays and 
you know, um, small set builds or whatever, really got to create your own work. It's just not going to fall in your lap. So you have to go out there and show people what you can do. Yeah. You know, you know, I think you mentioned, you know, in your episode, style your own house. That's your first project, you know, style it, shoot it, you know, even if, it, if it's just on your phone, put all those images out there. Like, like that's your portfolio. Yeah. That's, that's really sort of me how I've tried to progress my career is just make, create opportunities for myself and make the most of the ones that come along. Yeah. So you have a very distinct style I think it's that weird thing where people say oh you can tell that's a John O'Fleming image or a Carrie Carrie Ann styled that and sometimes you go really how could you tell I thought I was being so wild and out of my comfort zone but 100% (laughs) you can tell a Carrie Ann Jones image when do you think you really sort of developed that style how would you describe your style let's start there look my personal style is very neutral I love neutral colors and lots of texture. That's sort of how I like to style my home and interesting shapes with furniture and objects Mm. and lots of art. I love art as well. My husband and I have a really big art collection. We just can't stop. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, but, and it's very feminine, I guess. Um, In my, like, photography, like interior styling and photography sort of styling, I I always seem to bring some kind of feminine touch to it Mm. and I don't do that intentionally it just happens (laughs) yeah Um, there is a softness to what you do there's like yeah but it's like a I don't know let me see if I can say this the right way a cool softness (laughs) (laughs) cool I'll take it (laughs) yeah (laughs) I know there's something very fresh and modern about what you do and I think you have one of Thank you. I think you have a really good eye for curation. Like you can put objects together, really, really cool objects that you can find that no one else can find. It's really, <laughs> I get jealous a lot. Oh. <laughs> and then I write down well, the names of, of all amaz- of them and buy them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's lots of, you know, amazing artists and makers out there. And yeah, I just, whenever I see them on Instagram, I just save it. And then I'm like, I just remember, okay, I'm going to use them for something, you know, one day. Yeah. Um, so I'm always on the hunt for new creatives, new mm. new products. Yeah, it's sort of like a, it's my hobby. It's finding yeah. cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome though. Yeah, no, I think yeah. there's, there's something very, very cool about the way you style. I, I love it. And, and you know what? It seems effortless and that's a really hard thing to do oh thank you I I do like to create interiors that sort of have that lived in feel Mm. that's still like I I I quite at the moment I sort of find I'm tending to style a bit more sophisticated I guess um like probably you know a little bit like I love a laid interior but sometimes I look back on work I'm like you've gone to town, like you've got to pull yes. it back. <laughs> There's too many layers there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been trying to be a bit more restrained um, and that's where I sort of find, you know, if you have those really beautiful pieces and you don't need lots of stuff, you just need that one really beautiful piece and that's enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just... I just, I love finding cool stuff. You're good <laughs> it, at arranging it. it together. I could just do it all day. I just, you, I always rearrange our sideboard at home or oh, my yeah. kids are like, mommy, like, 
what happened? Like, I liked the way it was last week. This is better than last week. And next week yeah, will be better exactly. than this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sort of takes us into the future. What is next? Yes. What is next? What does the future hold? What is next? Gosh, I honestly, I never thought I would be where I am um, a year ago, you know, mm. doing a podcast and working as, as much as I have been. Um, but next, I, I still obviously want to focus on styling. Uh, I've been doing lots of in- projects for interior designers, styling their projects, which has been really fun and product styling and the furniture brands and homewares brands. But I think the next stage is um, I'm actually starting an online course. Yes. Um, interior styling. Yeah. And because I get a lot of questions, you know, through Instagram um, about styling. And and one day I just w- thought, you know, I'm just going to write everything I know about styling. I'm just going to type it all out and see what I can do with it. You know, and so I did that. I, I sort of did it over a few months put it together and yeah, recently just sort of organized that into a course. Yeah. And it just, it sort of covers the it sort of what it covers is, you know, defining your personal style because, you know, I know it, for me, it took me a few years to do that, mm. to figure out like, I really love neutrals and that's the direction that I want to go. Um, you know, have a neutral interior. Um, because before that I was very overwhelmed. I would buy things with pops of colour and yeah. but mix it with neutral and I'm like, oh, this is looking messy and doesn't, you know, the styles like don't work cohesively together. So I think that's important when you're styling your home just to try and figure out what is your style, what is yeah. your personal style and really hone in on that. So I, I teach people how to figure that out. And then um, putting a, a concept together for your interior. So... Um, you know, color palette objects, you know, what style of interior you want to go, all that sort of thing. And then, then actually putting it into action. So mm. teach people how to style a vignette, their coffee table, their sideboard, their bed, their shelfies, styling with art, all that sort of thing. So Amazing. it's pretty in depth. So I've done like some demonstration videos. Oh, fantastic. Just I just, I keep adding to it. <laughs> I've got to stop. I need to launch this thing. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see. Are you, are you sitting there going, okay, I need soft dramatic piano music playing and going back and yeah. going through the playlists. And <laughs> I have actually selected all of the music <laughs> for the videos. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. That's that so that cool. I had to have control over for sure. Yeah. Can't yeah, wait so it's to really, see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. And then, yeah. And then I also sort of share some styling for photography tips as well. Yeah. It's going to, it's, it's awesome. I'm I'm really excited. I can't wait to share it. I think that's it though. Like the best place to start is always at home. If you're wanting to style, if you're wanting to be a stylist, style at home or style your sister's house or your best friend, like, you know, start start small. No one starts at the cover. Yeah. And you don't need to buy you don't need to buy lots of things like I you know tell people you know dig out what's in your cupboards you'll be surprised what you find in there Mm. um you know and move things around in your house like the cushions that you have in another room you know that are in your living room try them in your bedroom um you know you just move things around you know try a you know one of your dining chairs as a bedside table you know there's lots of different ways that you can 
restyle your house. Um, mm-hmm. You don't need to go out and buy lots of stuff. And, no. you know, flowers, you can just, you know, you can forage <laughs> illegally, oh. like legally, <laughs> make sure it's legal. <laughs> legal. Um, um, yeah, I drive not illegally. around. I drive around with a pair of secateurs <laughs> in the passenger, like in the side of oh, the Oh, me door. too. I, I have a pair <laughs> in my van and in my car. <laughs> you never know when you might legally find something to cut down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Styling tip. <laughs> yeah. That one's for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to just share all that because lots of, like, I get lots of people asking me and, you know, I, I've held workshops in the past and which I love and I, I'll still do eventually when we we can yeah. be out in public again. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I, what I liked about the co- like creating a course is people can do it in their own time. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to physically attend a course or a workshop. You can do it at your own pace yeah. and revisit it anytime. So yeah, it's, totally. it's been really fun to put together and I'm looking forward to putting more together. I've got ideas for other ones in the future. You're going to have a whole university. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I've called it the stylist lab because, you know, styling is about experimenting and Mm. there's an art and a science to it and, you know, you experiment with your styling, you test it out, does it work, does it not? So I just like, this is like a lab, you know, and your house is like your sort of creative laboratory in a way. Like you just, things are bubbling away, you're testing it out. So I was like, this sort of seems fitting for what you do with styling. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe I should change it to the stylist uni university. Oh, <laughs> university styling. That, that, that's a big, that's yeah, a whole exactly. other thing. <laughs> wow. That's up. So when, yeah. when can we look out for that? That will be launching on the evening of Sunday, the 7th of June. Awesome. So everyone go check out Carrie Ann's Instagram and sign up. Thank that's going to be great. And, and also for everyone out there who's thinking, should I do it? Should I not? This is one of the best in the industry, honestly. She Aww, knows her things. She knows, she knows her stuff. So don't think about it. Run, don't walk. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I've tried, I've really have tried to make this as value added as I possibly can. That's why I keep, I think I keep pushing it back because I'm like, oh, I should add this and this. Um, Just I really let it go. Have, you know, put, Got to let it out there. Yeah, and I want to put as much information out there as, as possible for, for people who want to, you know, learn how to just style their house or get into styling, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, a taster of, um, of, how to, of how to do it, of how I do it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. And then you're going to have to put your money where your mouth is because you're renovating your forever home. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh my gosh, it's epic. So my husband and I bought this really beautiful um, red brick mid-century style home. Just got like this beautiful flat roof and it's perched on top of a hill and overlooks Dolan's Bay, a really mm. pretty bay in, in the Shire. It has a little jetty. Um, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And we call it our forever home because we don't I've never planned to leave. So, yeah, so starting that renovation journey, um, the plans just got approved oh. um, this week. So it's fairly exciting. So now I've actually got to get my act together and design it and make it happen. Yeah, I'm sure we are <laughs> yeah. going to follow that 
very closely. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. Yes, I, I still, I have some ideas, but at the same time, I'm so overwhelmed by ideas. I really need to follow my own course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take that, your own advice. <laughs> exactly, take my own advice. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so excited. It, it's, you know, it's such a beautiful home. Like it's a, it's very old. It's in its original condition and the original, um, sorry, the original um, kitchen and everything. The wallpaper has been amazing. It's like, what is it? Like bamboo. Um, oh. it, it's, it's crazy. It was I, just, <laughs> there's, it, there's an old, still a, old um, piano in there. And oh my God. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's just wild. It's, 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 yeah, the decorating. It's got cork walls in the <gasps> stairwell. It's oh. just really, really bizarre. <laughs> that sounds um, awesome. I can't wait. Maybe you can get some of those materials back into the house in a new way. Yeah, I'm not sure about the cork walls, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to start that. I can't wait. Just got to find the time between working and online course and family. So yeah. keep them busy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah. guess that takes us to the Fast Five. Yes. So, okay. let's kick it off. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Well, I think it's just very simple advice. It's from my mum. She's like, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, you have to have the people around you who, who accept you as you are, support you, and don't judge you. You know, and you're not going to be liked by everybody, and no one's, not everybody's going to like my styling, and, and that's okay, you know. Yeah. Who cares? if they don't like me and or my styling or what I do um, as long as I've got the people around me who support me and I love what I do, then who cares? 100%. That's very good advice. Number two, what's your favorite local restaurant? Okay. Well, when I lived in Darlinghurst, I have, I have two favorites. One of them is Apollo. It's a Greek oh, restaurant. The best. And, um, yeah, we just had Mother's Day and my husband surprised me. He got um, takeaway from Apollo oh. because they're doing that um, during the lockdown and it was unbelievable. So I had Apollo for lunch with their so oh, it was just incredible. It was such a nice surprise. Oh, it was unbelievable. And then my other favourite, which is also a local in Darlinghurst, is Armand and they do Syrian food. Oh, and it's absolutely beautiful Middle Eastern food. It's so yummy. I dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're my two favorite restaurants. Um, I mainly not, I, I haven't really just... So I can get some tips for myself on where I'm going to go get takeaway next. Oh, totally. You have to go to both of them. They're so yummy. Nice. <laughs> Who are your design inspirations? Who are the heroes? Definitely Kelly Wurstler for interior design. I just... I'm in awe of what she does. I think she just always blows everyone's mind with every project that she does. Um, and then Grace Coddington for her fashion oh, editorials in yes. Vogue. They're just, you know, they just take you to another place. You know, she just creates fantasy and just mm. makes you want to dive into the photos. So, yeah, both, both of their work just takes me to heaven and back. I'm just oh. in awe of both of them. If you get the chance, and you will, what's your dream product or collaboration? Oh, I want to do so much. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would love to do like a paint range of my favourite neutral colours. Mm. I think that would be fun. 
and then I get to experiment with that in my house. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would be cool. I'd love to do a wallpaper range as well. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, that would be cool in my neutrals. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think like a fantasy shoot um, mm. will probably be like styling an, an interiors editorial feature, but like a fashion location shoot, you yes. know, like a fashion, big fashion campaign out in some remote location that's dreamy and beautiful with limitless budget. That would be my sort of dream shoot. Oh. Well, <laughs> dream collaboration. we're putting yeah. it out there. We're putting it all out there into the universe now. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not sure anyone has a limitless budget though, but. <laughs> oh, well, there'll be, someone's got to have some money somewhere. Yeah. What's your dream holiday destination when you're allowed to travel again? Yeah, it would definitely be Bora Bora. I've been there twice now. <laughs> you we can't help yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh. I went there for my honeymoon. And then when I was made redundant, um, we had a holiday booked for our five year anniversary. And we said, we're going to go back every five years. So that's for me, that's just, it is heaven on earth, that place. Mm. It's, there's nothing I can fault about it at all. Oh. The, the water is just a beautiful temperature. It's clear. It's flat. So you can just swim and, no, like, doesn't rain, just has, like, maybe a little shower, sun shower. You can paddleboard, just chill, jump off your little hut into the water. Yeah, okay. It's just um, I'm, paradise. I am <laughs> Am I selling it to you? I'm there. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I need to change my Zoom yes. background to just be like an island yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like heaven. I wish. One day. One day. Yeah. Your 10-year anniversary. Yeah. That'll come up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the plan. Nice. Well... Cool. Carrie Ann, thanks for stopping by the House of Style. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> no, that was really, really Been interesting. Fun. And yeah, thanks, thanks for thanks cool. for chatting. Thank you so much to Carrie Ann for joining me on the House of Style. You can follow Carrie Ann on Instagram at Carrie Ann underscore Jones underscore stylist. You can follow us on Instagram at House of Style Podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe. And thanks for stopping by the House of Style.